From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for March 31st, 2011. I'm your host this week, Tom Bell. I'm joined by my fellow Disneyland correspondents Wayne Toygo, Nancy Johnson, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Nancy will tell us about the newly reopened Disney Junior Live on Stage, and Tony will review the new menu at the Hungry Berry Restaurant. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hey, kids. Anybody have any housekeeping? I do. I have some more information regarding the promotions at Disneyland for the Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides movie, the promotions. And for those of you that don't know, it's starring that kid from 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp. So I, I think he's going to do something with this with his career as an actor. But um, actually what they're doing at the Festival Arena. In, Which is um, located back right next to Big Thunder Ranch. You take the Big Thunder Trail right alongside the Rivers of America and you can't miss it. Exactly. And Thank what they're you. doing there is having a 3D, the showing is in 3D. It's a 10-minute sneak preview of the movie, and they do it around. It takes a total of about 20 minutes because you get to interact with the pirates, and the pirate characters are awesome. And uh, it begins at dark. One thing you have to be careful about is that if you're around the time for fireworks, which is what my family and I were at, you have to wait till fireworks are over. So if you're in line, we were in line around 8.35, and then we had to wait until fireworks were over before we got to go in and see the preview. But there's a lot of cool pirate interaction, and uh, it really made me want to see the movie. And there was, was another... a line? Oh, the... well, I went the opening night, so my guess is there were a lot of, I'm going to call them pirate groupies. I noticed some ladies that were very excited to see these pirates and, like, knew them by name, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm guessing some of them were really into seeing the pirates. But while you're waiting in line, well... I'm sure there won't be a line much longer, but it was the first night. Uh, the pirates come out and talk to you and stuff, and what's cool about it is they're so quick on their feet and everything, and they noticed my sweatshirt and started making jokes with the name on my sweatshirt. and So it was pretty cool, but it was a great little quick 10-minute preview. It's very Disney-themed, and it begins at dark. I am so, so glad that they're continuing to use that festival arena. That is so cool. Well, you know one thing I really liked about it, too, is that they – Themed it like the pirate ship, so you were actually felt like, well, not really felt like you were on a pirate ship, because I wouldn't know. I've never experienced a true pirate ship. However, they did have, uh, mu- not music, um, sounds of like waves crashing, and then you had the two pirates saying, you wear the scallywags, and the other side's the swashbucklers, and they, I mean, they made an attraction out of it. They made a 20-minute attraction slash show out of a 10-minute sneak preview, and I thought they did a pretty cool job at it. So, Did you mean 20-minute commercial? Well, okay, yes, it was a commercial. But you know what? I like 20-minute Disney commercials, so I'm okay with that. Very cool. Awesome. Any other housekeeping? Okay, over to Wayne with the news. Thanks, Tom. Well, we're going to start off with not so great a story to begin with. An employee of the Disney Wonder cruise ship was reported missing last Tuesday. 24-year-old Rebecca Coriam was on board just after the ship left on its way to Puerto Vallarta, but she failed to report for work that morning. 
A thorough search of the ship has been performed twice. Members of the Mexican Navy, the U.S. Coast Guard, and the Royal Bahamas Police Force have been conducting searches since the incident was reported, but so far they have no information. Corium reportedly made a phone call prior to her shift, but never reported for work after that. There aren't many more details, but the investigation continues. And our hearts go out to everybody. I mean, I I actually recognize her from our December sailing, and I think we actually spoke with her several times, and I, I, I'm at a loss. I'm just at a loss. Last week, Bob Iger announced at the Disney stockholders meeting that Disney Studios is considering producing a prequel to Peter Pan based on the children's novel Peter and the Star Catchers. The best-selling novel was published by Disney Hyperion Books back in 2004. Love that book. And there's been a lot of continuing interest in developing the stories further. I'm hearing more and more news on this. I'm thinking this may be a go. In the same meeting, Disney shareholders rejected a proposal proposed by the Disneyland Hotel Workers Union to limit the pay of top company executives. Currently, Disney uses a different criteria for executive compensation. The union has been in contract negotiations for over three years. And, of course, there's been a lot of retrospective material being posted on the web and video content on all the major networks about the recent passing of Hollywood legend Elizabeth Taylor. Among many other publicized events, Ms. Taylor held her 60th birthday party at Disneyland in 1992. There are many pictures of Liz and her family at Disneyland over the years, and a lot of them are just great and show a lot of the early Disneyland history. In later years, she was a big advocate for AIDS research and fundraising. Elizabeth Taylor was a big Disney enthusiast, and she obviously will be missed. And that's the news. Thank you, Wayne. Rapid fire, who wants to go first? Nancy, go first. Oh, oh. I'm I'm shocked. I must have been I must you're, have been mourning the loss of well I must have been mourning the loss of Elizabeth okay, Taylor a little bit too much. Okay, my moment of silence. Okay, um, well y'all know I'm the resident mother on this panel, so of course I have a vested interest in Mother's Day brunches. And wake up, Ian, so you can hear this. Oh, it, we've done this, so. It, but one of the things I'm really excited about, of course, Disneyland, the Disneyland Hotel has a fabulously awesome Mother's Day brunch every year. They call it the Mother's Day Royal Buffet, and they actually open the entire set of the Disneyland ballrooms um, and make it one big giant room and have this really great little buffet going on. Well, they're going to have that again this year, and it is um, seventy-one per adult, and I think it's twenty ninety-nine for kids. But you can get annual pass holder discounts at both levels. But what I'm excited about even more this year that they have opened a more price point savvy Mother's price Day point brunch. Price point savvy. That's my new. That's my new favorite term. I'm going to write that one down. Price, Price Point Savvy, point savvy. Um, Mother's Day Brunch at Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian. And so for a whopping $29.99 per adult and $14.99 per children age 3 to 9, of course on all these, um, kids 2 and under are free. 
But for that price, plus you can get an annual pass holder discount, or if you're not an annual pass holder but you are a DVC member, they have a 10% DVC member discount at Storytellers. You can get a great buffet, really fun character interaction, um, and... You know, and it's a different buffet. And so if you want to see more details on this, we have it up on the blog. So there you go. Awesome. I have to put in my two cents as a father. Okay. Now, <laughs> we never get think, brunches, do we? Okay, that's my point. We who don't. Wants, you don't. Okay, no, and who wants to do an all-you-can-eat more than dads? No, the moms don't want to do an all-you-can-eat as much as the dads do, but the best brunches are on Easter and on Mother's Day, where's the Father's Day brunch? I'm no, proposing now that Disney creates, for me and Tom, the Father's <laughs> Day brunch. And I'll pay 71 bucks because it's Father's Day, and I can convince my wife it's my Father's Day gift. I've tried to convince her to do the Mother's Day thing, and she's like, I'm not spending that much money and being in a crowd. It's my day. So see, Father's Day, all I can eat. That's what I want. All right. Uh, Tony, rapid fire. Okay, this is a really, really, really fast rapid fire, meaning if you downloaded this any day after the 31st, I apologize, but I just saw it. So expiring today, the 31st, Southwest Airlines has a vacation sweepstakes where you can win a Disneyland Dream Suite getaway. If you go to southwestvacations.com, go to the bottom and click on the link to sweepstakes, you will find the information about the... Chance to stay in a dream suite. You have to fill out some information. I already filled it out. Not only do you get to stay in the dream suite, you get the character breakfast at Plaza Inn, uh, round trip flight for four to LAX, Ontario, Orange County, or Burbank, a one-night stay in the Disneyland dream suite, two-night hotel stay at the Disneyland Resort Hotel, concierge service, $500 Disney gift card, four-day resort park hopper, four-size full-size car rental for four days, but you have to, you, if you win this contest, you're doing October 14th to October 17th only. And you but, have to take Tony with you. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> Wayne, rapid fire? Sure thing. Here's an update from the Walt Disney Family Museum. During the month of April, the museum is going to be showing the original Disney animated film, Alice in Wonderland. The film is shown twice a day, except on days when the theater is hosting a special event or presentation. This often happens on certain Saturdays or Sundays. I would advise you to check the online museum calendar or ask at the front desk when you get your tickets and find out what the theater schedule is for that day. April's special events have mostly been sold out already. However, one of those events is a presentation of the art and flair of Mary Blair by filmmaker and author John Canemaker. They are doing some really, really nice presentations at the museum, and a lot of them have major uh, legends that attend and talk about various topics. These kinds of special presentations happen every month, and they do sell out in advance. So let me give you an idea of some of the other upcoming events. In May, the museum is going to be showing Dumbo, and on the weekend of May 21 and 22, the presentations will be about Disney's contributions during World War II. The museum itself also has a really nice section in one of the galleries that shows some of the art and animation that Disney produced during that time. 
The Walt Disney Family Museum is located in San Francisco and is open every day except Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right, my rapid fire, and after giving you a hard time about the Pirates commercial, I have to report that last Wednesday, March 23rd, marked the last night for the Tron Encore following World of Color at California Adventure. Uh, rumor is that Imagineers are working on a Cars 2 commercial, I'm sorry, Encore, to replace it. I'm just glad that I finally got to see that thing. I yeah. like the, the effects. Did you get to see it, Nancy? No, I have little kids. We never get to stay. We get to see it. The effects that they did on the, on the roller coaster were just awesome. Because it's, it's stuff that they didn't use during the real, the regular show. They did some new things on California Scream that just were cool. It's cool that they're actually using the whole area around the uh, the little lake there for, for the World of Color show. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's head over to Nancy, who's going to tell to us about Disney Junior Live on stage. Disney Junior Live on stage. I I heard that somewhere. Wait, before you start, did they change the song? Because I'm a big fan of the Playhouse Disney song. Um, I could sing it. I'm not going to. I know. You know. And I almost started singing, and I swear. They didn't. Well, actually, no, because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playhouse Disney, Playhouse Disney, come on, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, because I don't, they didn't use it. Or is it. that the Orlando Playhouse Disney? I don't know. No, I no, it was, like it was in California. It, it was all the same. It was all the okay. same. For those of you who don't have kids or don't know about Playhouse Disney. Fast forward for about ten minutes. <laughs> um, basically, it's a story where... You have a series of characters. This version um, has the Mickey Mouse Club characters. And they have a dilemma, and they use storytelling, which obviously is other Disney Channel shows that are popular. They have a little story with the, featuring those characters, and the moral of that story is supposed to teach them how to do something that's in relation to the final goal. Okay. That's the Reader's Digest version. Okay, so what we had was Playhouse Disney, and it was a cute little song, and the Playhouse Disney, Tony, did a very lovely job. At the Thank you. Playhouse Disney. Unfortunately, you know, I had some hopes. I really had some hopes. I'm still a bear in the big blue house girl. I really missed the original version when they changed the Mickey Mouse Club version. I totally understand why they did it. Mickey's right there. Clubhouse is a really popular show. Um, they also use Handy Manny, which is actually a kid's show I like. And they use Little Einsteins, which frankly I think are freakish big-headed children. They- <laughs> are they still even on the air? Not really, no, which is kind of why I was really... We'll get to that. Um, and then they, they've recently, because they converted the network to Disney Junior, they introduced Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which turns out is actually the most popular children's program right now. So anyway, they've at, they freshened the show up by adding a segment of Jake and the Neverland Pirates, taking away an old segment featuring um, Win- Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Yeah, the detective one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the detective version with... My friend Tigger and Pooh. My Tigger and Pooh. There we go. Um, anyway, see how memorable it was. <laughs> I remember going with a kite, you know. Anyway, really and all honestly, what they did was they took that segment out 
and they put the Jake segment in. It is completely the same show as it was when it was Playhouse Disney, with the exception they took the song out. But they added this Jake and the Neverland Pirates segment in, which, okay, I got to tell you, before they shut down the old Playhouse Disney, I really hated going in there. I could not stand to watch that show. And, you know, I have two little girls, demographic, everything. Even Lily didn't really like that show. She didn't want to go in the last couple times Zoe did. So Lily and I went. I had my heart, my eyes open and my heart open. I was like, okay, let me try and give it a chance. First off, let me tell you, they've redone the outside of the building. The building is now called the Disney Theater. And it features Art Deco design all over it, the doors, the signage, everything. Looks awesome. It the does. It looks great. Pretty. Yeah, I like the building. It's really pretty. And, of course, they have the Disney Junior characters now on the marquee section. And the queue has you know, changed a little bit, too. Like, they freshened up all the little video screens that entertain you during the queue. And while you're waiting, you get... You could actually get to watch snippets of some of the more popular Disney Channel um, cartoons. And I was actually really impressed because they've gotten all of the new ones that are in the Disney Junior Morning lineup. And so when you go in, it's pretty much the same theater on the inside. They really didn't do a whole lot of renovation. Okay, so now when you're watching this, you have one human host um, with an ambiguous name. (laughs) (laughs) Unisexual name or something? Yeah, Yeah, the unisexual name. Um, The original, actually, the the original host was Jamie, Jamie, and now um, when it got changed to Playhouse Junior, it became or when it came got changed to Playhouse Disney with the Mickey Mouse Club version, it got changed to Casey, and they kept Casey (laughs) the way it is. Um, We had a girl, Casey, (laughs) and she comes in and greets the crowd. Now, the warning, you sit on the floor here. There, If you um, have a problem sitting on the floor, there are benches all around the exterior of the room. So understand that if Grandma can't sit on the floor, there is a place for Grandma to sit. So um, you're welcomed in by Casey, and she introduces the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Section and Mickey and Minnie and or Mickey and Daisy and Donald and Goofy all come up and they talk about Minnie's birthday. So you get a little segment about that, and then Handy Manny comes out to teach the lesson for that. I'm going to put a little more about the actual story. I don't want to get into it here because it's just too complicated. But I always thought the show had a little bit of storytelling flaws. Like how is um. <laughs> These are four. These are three and four year olds. Storytelling flaws. It's not Shakespeare. You have to watch this crap too. <laughs> wow, you're tough. Those four year olds have a tough audience. Yeah. Well, okay. The first two segments, there's not as much. One of their objectives is to get the kids to play along and be interactive with the story. So when certain things happen on stage, the kids are supposed to respond. They're supposed to yell out something or, you know, somehow cheer something on. Like they're supposed to point out where one character is while the the puppets on stage can't find them. Okay, so... There's not a lot for the kids to really yell or do in the first couple segments. And, frankly, the moral of the story doesn't really relate to the task at hand very well. And that's my biggest problem with the show as it stands. 
But that being said, I really, really liked the little Jake and the Neverland Pirates section. For my child and for what I could tell the other children around, that was the most interactive section for all of them. You felt a change in the energy in the kids in the room when Jake and the Neverland Pirates came out. And I've watched the show a couple times, but I never really thought it made that big of an impression on my child. But I think what it was was they really liked this interact. They asked the children to um, to help pretend they were TikTok to scare off Captain Hook. So they asked them to stick their arms out and make crocodile jaws and go TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And Every single little kid around me was just totally into it. And what can I say? That actually kind of turned me around a little bit to, to the show. So it had a really, it had a much better ending than I was expecting. My child really responded well to it afterwards. She really enjoyed that part. And of course, stuff shoots off of the ceiling and your kids want to run around and pick the crap up and you're going to have to take it home with you. <laughs> Streamers. <laughs> There's more stuff that comes down now with the Neverland Pirates. They shoot doubloons. Ow. I know. No, no. It's it's confetti that's round and gold. I got a doubloon in my eye. (laughs) We lost it. It sounds like they've mixed parts of the old show with this new show. Like they've taken the best parts of some of the old show and made it a piece of this show. Um. They weren't the best parts. Like I said, I... You are rough on this, this poor toddler. For a second oh. there, I thought you were being less jaded, but... Oh, my God. No, I, I, was, I was really good with the Neverland Pirates part, but they got to get rid of the little Einsteins. They just got to get rid of the little Einsteins. I was you know, really some, hoping they picked one of the other shows, but they didn't, and they kept... Agent, you know, Agent Oso or something. Some kid is listening Oso to this. totally great. Some kid's listening to this with his parents... <laughs> with a little Einstein plush and is like bawling his or her eyes out. Okay, seeing the side of you. How does helping Rocket beat Big Big Jet in a race by by wiggling your body all over the place help um, Goofy figure out how to bake a cake? Okay, that's, <laughs> that is a that is a story flaw. Yes. It's it's right. a huge, huge, and and the moral of the story is supposed to be: if you get a friend to cheer you on, you can do anything. Ah, uh, well, I agree with that. Yeah, well, let's, let's end it there, so we've got a nice positive to finish with. It, no? it just doesn't it just doesn't mesh. But like I said, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, getting your friends to help you reminds Daisy Duck that she can use the helping hands to help her. It's, it's another. I, it was, I thought that meshed together much better than Goofy trying to figure out how to bake a cake by having someone cheering him. So there, there we go. All right, thank you, Nancy. Anyway, oh, well, I'm sorry, you're not done. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh no, that's okay. Parents, your kids will be the ultimate judge. This is for them, not you. So let's leave it at that. All right, over to Tony with his review of the new menu at Hungry Bear Restaurant. Okay, well, since I started doing these culinary quests, they start ripping out these new menus like every couple weeks. So I got to get over there and try the food. And And like I said, yes, I am. And it's hard with just three of us to order all these extra food items and eat a little bit and not, okay, eat it all. No, we don't eat it all. But um, I didn't get my care package. You were supposed to (laughs) mail me some. 
Well, I could, but I don't know whether you want to eat some of this stuff after it's it's been sent. And then that's even more money. It's already expensive enough to buy all these extra food. I do have to say that, again, I'm ama- I'm very impressed with, and I keep saying this, I'm very impressed with the changes every time I've tried a new menu. Um, the Hungry Bear Restaurant, what they did is they added some unique items. I'm calling them reimagined standbys and some new desserts. Their big thing that a lot of people have been interested in is the fried green tomato sandwich, which features cornmeal, crusted fried green tomatoes combined with two slices of heirloom tomatoes topped with Havarti cheese, remoulade, I hope I said that right, and zesty slaw served on a multi-grain roll for $8.49. And you know what? It was really good. And I'm not a big fried green tomato. So- well, of course, I don't eat a lot of fried green tomato sandwiches, but I really enjoyed it. And um, especially if you want to go try something that was meatless. One thing I've complained about before is are the is the bread for sandwiches at Disneyland. They improved that. That multigrain roll was good enough by itself. Oh yeah, besides some butter, yeah, it was good. Where it used to be, the sandwich, the bread was just an afterthought. The only thing I wish I would have seen on the sandwich was a little bit more of the stuff because the bread was really good, but it was also kind of not thick, but there was a lot of bread, so it tasted good, but. Did you? Because you tried that, Nancy. Did you? Yeah, that- it was the bread was as, as big. Well, actually, it was twice as big as the fillings inside. Yeah, so I think they could. But I like the taste but and the flavor. Really and it was, yeah, it was really good. I just wish they would. There would be more. The copy. tomatoes, the little fried slices of tomato that were in it, I thought they were really. Um, they had the right amount of seasoning in the breading. You know how fried foods can either be limp. I thought they were crispy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting the slices of heirloom tomato though. I was kind of surprised. Yes, there was as but, many of those as there were fried. But I am reading it straight off of the menu, so. I know. It's not a story flaw, but it's yeah. the menu. <laughs> it does say slices of heirloom tomatoes. But, okay, so we both liked that one. That was good. Another, I'm going to call this is a reimagined standby, which I, no, I did try this one. A, they have a turkey and provolone sandwich and a multigrain roll. This time they added basil mayonnaise. The roll was good. It was just a turkey sandwich, but is better than the turkey sandwiches used to be at Disneyland. And they also have a crispy chicken sandwich. The turkey provolone was eight nineteen, and the crispy chicken sandwich was eight sixty nine. I didn't eat that one. I couldn't eat everything, so I figured oh, crispy. Ch- I figured a crispy chicken sandwich was pretty generic. People can use their imagination to figure out what the crispy chicken sandwich tastes like. Did, um, did you try the chili cheeseburger? Now oh. you're ruining my story. I do not. Now my story flaw is up there because I had a nice climax to this chili cheeseburger. So yes, I uh, you'll let I'll find okay. you, you know about that in a little bit. Okay, um, I'll be all of this. I know all of the sandwiches and burgers come with um, th- a choice of three sides. The menu actually doesn't say that, but you can get any of the three sides with any of the sandwiches. And the three sides are zesty slaw, sweet potato fries, which I know everybody's excited about. And then hand-battered onion rings, which I was – oh, they were so good. And I wasn't expecting so them to be good. really good. So now I'm ready. A, how many did you get in the serving? Wow, that's a – I wasn't looking that closely as I was eating them. But um, I don't want to say the wrong thing. But maybe like eight? Not They were in a boat? I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Because there's a picture, potato- but it doesn't matter because there's pictures on the blog. That's true. So the sweet potato fries are huge in, in a big serving because that's what I had with my sandwich was the yeah. sweet potato fries. Well, and you mentioned the amount of food that you get for the price. When we walked up, the um, cast member said that we've been getting a lot of compliments on the menu. It had only been out for a week. But she also said this was the best value or you get the most food for your money. Yes, out of I would all agree the, with that. Um, counter service places. And maybe it's because it's in the back of the park. Okay, so now 
to the burger. I've never liked the burgers at Disneyland because, first of all, they're not usually that good in the history. And the wheat bun just, you know, if I'm going to eat a burger, I do not want to go healthy. I get the wheat bun off of there, get me like a deep fried piece of something and put it on top. But hopefully my doctor doesn't hear that. Um, but um, I found a burger that I really liked. And my wife and I both thought of all the things we had, this was our favorite thing. And we weren't expecting that to be the Pioneer Chili Cheeseburger for $10.19. It has, I know, but it comes with the onion rings or the side or your uh, zesty slaw or the sweet potato fries. It's a one-third pound Angus burger. And I actually could tell the difference. The burger was moist and it was better quality. It has homestyle chili, cheese, and a hand-battered onion ring. So, you know, we came in and Hod said, you know, we have to try this new burger. Yeah, it's just a chili cheeseburger. No. I was not expecting the chili, not to get, I'm not like I did a carnitas, but, but the chili was really good by yes. itself. Like, okay, and I, I could tell because it fell off as I was eating it because there was so much of it. And then I, you know, did little CSI work on the chili and it wasn't ground beef. It was chunks of actual beef, almost to the point where I went, okay, Disneyland, you don't have to go that far. Like, just improve it a little bit. You didn't have to make that much of an effort to give me high-quality chili, too. You're going to make but, Tomorrowland Terrace look bad. Yeah, I know. No, that chili, I'm. my wife said, I hope it's in Troubadour Tavern on a baked potato. Mm-hmm. And I, it was it was a higher-quality chili. It wasn't just that Denison's whatever, you know, or Hormel. Yeah. Or, it was really good, and it even had a little kick. I wasn't expecting that at all. The burger was really, really good, and I and even with the wheat bun. And you know what? If you put enough chili and cheese on something, then the wheat bun I can let it go. But <laughs> that burger was really was really good. And I I don't I mean I keep saying it, but when I first started doing these things, I didn't like a lot of the stuff, and now I'm like really enjoying what I'm eating. So okay, I talked about the burger one. So and best burger in the park. Salad. Well, okay, I can't say it's the best burger in the park because I don't eat the burgers anywhere. From what but, you've tasted so far. Yes, I would say that, but that's because also I have to, I always try to give myself a little wiggle room. I haven't had a burger in years because I don't want to eat the burgers there. But I would definitely go back and get this burger. The other thing that I've noticed, they did this at Village House too, where they improved the desserts. They had two really good desserts. They had um, a lemon bumblebee cupcake, which did have a tinge of honey. And it was really, it was, it was a really good cupcake. Um, it's a really cute cupcake. Yeah, I have to agree. It is cute and it has a little bee on top and everything. And, um, it has a lemon, I want to say custard kind of filling inside. The, um, the frosting is like a chiffon. It's, my wife helped me with those terms. Uh, But, (laughs) uh, to be honest. But, um, no, it was really, it was really good. And, um, they also have Trixie's blueberry pie, which. So cute. Those look great. Well, and you know what's amazing? It was served warm. Like I was, I, I I got so low in my expectations for Disneyland counter service that all of a sudden it comes out of this warm tray and I'm, oh my gosh, this is warm. Hey, like I'm just so. Part of it is that I, you know, over the years that I I thought these bad things about Disneyland food, but now that they're proven, I'm going to start expecting this kind of stuff. But the blueberry pie, I'm a blueberry um, pie fan. It has lattice top and the crust was flaky. Normal blueberry pie filling. The cupcake was good. And again, you know, it's funny as we always wait in line for churros. And ice cream, but I would say maybe some people need to go to Village House to get the Black Forest cupcake or strudel. Or when you want that treat, go to one of the newer counter service restaurants and get a treat there. It's almost the same price, and 
It's a little different. And I would do that for the cupcake or the blueberry pie. Uh, the kids menu is the usual. So sorry. I'm not going to go into the kids menu, but you can see all that information on the blog. I talked about the, I think, oh, wait, I have to do the, now, now the climax is done and now we're going down to the part where I didn't enjoy something. I did find the one thing that I didn't like. And I think Tom will agree with me and we discussed the philosophy of the salads. Every new menu has had new salads. Right. And they're always trying to be creative and do these things. And I'm all for, hey, let's try these new ingredients. Okay, the Big Al, Big Al's smoked turkey or smoked chicken salad, I'm saying it wrong. because I didn't even notice that. Well, you're lucky. Um, this, <laughs> this, no, this thing wasn't good. This, okay. And we're, I'm a little higher maintenance than my wife. And she was like, okay, this, you know. You laugh because you know I'm a lot higher maintenance than I. But um, because I know it's she, true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But she um, she is like, okay, no, this is just. She's willing to. Oh, this isn't so bad. Well, what's on it, Tony? Okay, thank you. Iceberg and romaine lettuce. That's fine. Okay, so far. Okay. Chicken. Fine. Watermelon. Candy what? pecans. Dried cherries. Pickled red onions and a honey lime vinaigrette. <laughs> it was <Okay>. so sweet. <laughs> it was so sweet that we did. It's like the salad bar blew up. No, it was so sweet. We didn't. We tried it, and that was the one thing. Like when we've done these reviews before, we'll go. Okay, we can take the turkey sandwich home and have that for lunch tomorrow, and we take the salad home. And I have to say, we did not take that salad home. We had a couple bites and went. This is. I like all these things individually, but together. I can't say the watermelon and the pickled onions. That like, right there turns it off for me. Well, the, I, I can see the watermelon on it. That's fine, but pickled onions with watermelon. Okay, I know you guys at Disneyland are getting all creative with the salads, but you know what? You, there's a point where you're going to say, okay, <laughs> let's just have a chicken Caesar salad that's good and not go too crazy. And I, this is the one thing that was, again, nice ingredients separately, but together, there, it was just sweet. Which, if you want that plain chicken Caesar salad, you can go over to Red Rocket's Pizza Port and get one. She could, but they had but I'm thinking if they're doing all the new menus, that's got to be another one eventually that they're going to do. No, because they revamped that to put the salads in a few years back. Yeah, a few years. But I'm saying the new the new direction. But it already matches the new direction philosophy. Okay, let's, it's a churro bet time. Oh, right, churro bet. Okay, and, and you know there's those new churros with the, with the filling, the caramel filling and the apple filling, so maybe one of those. Okay, yeah, I'll bet you that, but I'm just saying within the, I think they're on a pay, I'm thinking that's one of the only counter services, counter service restaurants they haven't done. Are any of our listeners like keeping track of what our churro bets are? Cause we haven't been. Okay, there's one for Tom with the, uh, and you bet- for the opening the, of uh, the, the new restaurants in DCA. Okay, which way did I vote on that? <laughs> I, you and said it was gonna be li- after Little Mermaid, I said it was gonna be before, I think. Okay, yeah, okay. And then now we have one with the, Pizza port menu. How soon will it, right, could, right. could somebody please start a thread on the boards? And yes, I think. I think if, if if I think within is eighteen months too much to ask. Yeah, that's, that's okay. A year within a year. Okay, within a year. That's a good one. I don't okay. think it'll be within a year. Okay. Writing this down, Tony. Okay. okay exactly. Sure. Okay, we got it. Good. Well, okay. I hope because then I can try it out. But I do have to say that um, I'm going to stop doing eating at a different place each time because now I really want to go back to Hungry Bear because they had really, really good stuff, except for the the salad. Did anything about and the seating the area for- or anything like that change? No, seating area is still the same as far as I could tell. And as far as I could tell, too. Same number of cashiers, so same wait time as before? 
Yeah, I we went on a up. Good. I was gonna say we walked right up. I don't know about you, but we walked right up. But I went on a weeknight. Then again, it is spring break, so it was pretty crowded. But I walked right up too. But I'm sure in the summer, it's gonna be different. People don't think about the hungry bear because it's all the way back in Critter Country, and. You know, unless you're heading back there for Splash Mountain and stuff. But it's got a, one of the bigger seating areas, which is all undercover for the most part. They have the tarps on top, and then the whole downstairs is all covered, you know, because it's two decks. It's a deck above, and you've got that beautiful view of the river. And you've got enough room downstairs that if you wanted to have you your toddler, like, kind of, like, walk like kind of, like, run around and scamper or whatever to get to Scamp- lay off some steam. Scamper? Scamper, Some of the best scamper. potties are downstairs at the Hungry Bear, too. Okay. I got to end it there. But <laughs> no, but I'm potties. just saying, you know, the, I tell you, we need to review the bathrooms at Disneyland one of these days. But that's hey, actually you. one of the best places <laughs> to go. My favorite <laughs> urinal is over at oh, the yes. You need to review the bathrooms. I'm going to just, I'll stick with the food. I don't need to All see. All I need is review. a tree. I mean, but no, I mean, it's one of the few counter service, re- it, it, there's only a handful of counter service restaurants that have a bathroom close by. Like, if your kid no, you're right. a lot of ketchup and, you know, those chili burgers, you want to wash yeah. that off your kid's hands. No, you're right. It's true. There is, it's one of the few that have one. Uh, there's two, uh, Zocala and um, Z- Rancho Zocalo, um, Del Zocalo and, and Hungry Bear. That's it for ones that have bathrooms right next to them or inside of them or whatever. Okay. Excellent. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Nancy. That'll do it for this edition of the Diz Unplugged, Disneyland edition. We'll see you in a couple weeks, and thanks for listening. 